Hey y'all, hey, this is Bree. I'm just popping in really quick to do our intro because we recorded um, using a really cool feature on the app Anchor, which allows us to record remotely. Um, but for whatever reason, our original intro didn't save. So we're going to be getting into a conversation with our guest, fee um but of course we need our little intro to kind of lead us into that dialogue so um yeah today we're going to be talking about standards and relationships and stuff as we wrap up our love episodes for february so sit back relax get some popcorn adjust um yourself and your wherever you're sitting whatever get comfortable and let's get into it. We Josen. All right, all right, all right. Okay, so let's uh, check on in. How are things going? Things are going well with me. This is Duffy. Um, life is happening. School is happening. And it's carnival time. So it's the best time of the year in New Orleans. That is true, um, with the exception of the fact that traffic is an absolute bitch, which is contributing to to the fact, like, well, I mean, honestly, there's ways around it, of course, but if you are a native New Orleanian who has ever been trapped in parade traffic, you try to um, avoid it as much as possible. (laughs) It's because you're from the West Bank. I am not from the West Bank. It is because you live, have lived for a long time on the West Bank. But I'm also very much so aware of navigating across the West Bank and still getting caught up. Man, no, you're not. I feel bad. I feel bad for you. So, um, no, I mean, there's ways around it, but I, for starters, just don't feel like being bothered if I don't have to. And also, um, yeah, I mean, if you've been to a parade, you've been to all the parades, but I'm I'm here for mm-hmm. carnival season. Blasphemy like that. I'm just saying. Oh, that's heartbreaking. Blaspheme. Speaking of, I went to Nixon last night. I was with our guest here, Fee. And it was an awesome, it was really awesome. It was fun. Well, I'm glad you had a good time because, I mean... I caught a purse. I caught a cup for class. Um, We caught a jump rope. I jumped rope girl. Um, I saw one of my my little children out there. I was trying to see one of my children out there. They didn't march. I had a lot of fun. Oh, well, that's good. I'm glad... I mean, hey, I'm not knocking carnival season. I I love Mardi Gras, but sometimes I love it from a distance. Well, I'm just saying all parades are different. It just depends on the atmosphere and the environment of each parade. True. Like, because you can have them parades where you just get litty, like tonight. Like, it's the Get Litty Parade. And last night was like the family oriented, watch the kids have fun, catch beads, and stuff like that parade. 
Okay. No, I, I mean, hey. But we're not here to um really get into the ins and outs of carnival time. And we're really not. And, and stuff. And so I'm going to take that personal attack about being from the West Bank <laughs> and, like, <laughs> table it because um that is She's untrue. She's from uptown. Let's just put it up now. She's from uptown. <laughs> She's an uptown girl, just like I am. And so <laughs> we shall discuss later. But... Mm-hmm. um. Yeah, so why don't we um, get into our topic of the day, or actually, first and foremost, let's apologize for missing out on our Black History fact last week. We really week. did. Um, we really did. We got so excited about talking about the um, infidelities of, of folks that we we definitely forgot to give Cheaters. y'all a little Black History um, quip. So today, Duff, can you fill us in on our Black History or Herstory moment since we're wrapping up on the last day of February? Yes, I can. Just give me one second. And we'll go into our discussion about Antoinette Harris. So Antoinette Harris just made history with a full college football scholarship. She's the first female to have a full college football scholarship. I mean, that's it. That's amazing. I think so. Wait, there's a, I think she's the, the second with a full scholarship, but the first... Because there's somebody else, but she's she's something else. What what was it specifically? Let's see. So she signed a letter of intent to play football for Missouri Central Methodist University and made history while doing it. Blah, blah, blah. Um, the 22-year-old is now the first female skill position player to sign a letter of intent to play college football on a scholarship. That's right. Okay, great. That's really awesome. So she's also going to become the school's first female football player. That shit's scary. That but, is... But congratulations. That is awesome, man. Like, I can you imagine? Emotions. Why do you have mixed emotions? Because, like, she's about to... She's about to... <laughs> she's about to get fucking bulldozed. <laughs> That's why. Uh, okay. But I, I believe in her. Yeah, no, that's I'm I'm excited. Um that's really awesome that she is making this history. Um and I mean, gosh, more power to her for playing football. Now, what what's also important is that she um grew up in foster care. She was adopted at age thirteen and she overcame ovarian cancer. Oh wow. Yeah, and that caused her to lose half her body weight after being diagnosed around 18. So she has, like, this whole story of triumph, um, overcoming the odds, um, and that's pretty amazing. Yeah, no, I I think so. I mean, honestly, that is... uh, I couldn't even imagine playing football at all. I mean, just right. and so for her to be able to not only be able to play football but to also I mean be good enough to be signed that is incredible and then it also says she's hoping to be the first um, woman to play in the NFL and that's just I mean oh but she also said first woman to play in the NFL or if she does not get signed she wants to be able to pave the way for another young lady to be able to take that that course and I think that that's 
I mean, that's incredible. That is, I, I, there's only so many words I can fill in with that. It's just amazing. And of course, I love to see Black Girl Magic in all of its different forms. And so, yeah, more power to her. For real. Um, and even if she like achieves her goal of starting a women's NFL, I think that would that would be great. I would be I like football, so I would be down to go and see women play in the NFL. Like there's women's there's women's league now leagues now, and they really they be busting ass. Yeah. yeah so. I don't watch it. Yeah. So if even if but she I don't does want that, a woman in a male dominant sport like. And why do you say that? Because it's just like seems like an unfair advantage. Seems like an unfair advantage. I mean, that's that's kind of when I heard and I was like, oh, the cringe that I had was like that was where it was coming from. Yeah. Body weight. Yeah. Like, muscle mass. Yeah. Yeah. That's differences in muscle mass and everything. I feel like, and then the impact on her body from just being tackled, she just had a different outcome. However, I do think that from her being the first, I think that she's going to pave a way because remember, as we go through Black history and we look at the first to do things, it's always um, a very celebratory moment and there's always that cringe. Like If you think about the first Black person to play um, in Major League Baseball, there was always that uncomfortableness, that cringe of how how are Black people going to play with white people? You know, what is the crowd going to think? How are we going to support them? And it's not until that moment that it actually occurs that you can have, you know, the domino effect of now. All those trials and tribulations still occur. Exactly. They're going to be guys that look down upon her. They're going to be guys that take it easy on her, that she's not going to feel like, hey, I don't want you to take it easy on me because I'm a woman, but they're going to still do it naturally because she's a woman. Yeah. And the guys are like, why are you insulting us? You know, this is a man-dominant league. There's no reason for you to be in here. It was gonna, all those trials and tribulations are going to still occur. She's going to still get hazed. Yeah. Like, so at the end of the day, she's a trendsetter, and we commend her for her the steps that she's taking. She's about to open a lot of doors. Individual to do it, that's right. Sure. Very good. Cool, cool. All right. So why don't we go ahead and dive into our topic of the day. Which um, we were talking about uh, standards. So we kind of mentioned this like a couple of, well, not a couple of episodes ago. I mean, episode before last. Um, We were talking about love stuff, relationships and whatnot. And how the standards that we have as women um, seem to be a little bit different if not a lot different from the standards that maybe guys use to select partners and whatnot Mm. um and so we just want to kind of dive into that and also get a little bit of a male perspective which should be interesting so oh this yes this is going to be um (laughs) quite the discussion so uh why don't we go ahead and just get right into it so I'll start by kind of piggy, not piggybacking, but picking up where I left off on my original comments on this, um, where I was saying that as far as women are concerned, when we think about the lists of things that we want in a guy, the list always seems to really be around like 
the bare minimum human decency things that you should expect yes. out of any person that you and like on the street you know yes <laughs> and yes it's crazy to so me that that might thing. be because i was watching um i've been watching this show called dating on netflix not to give them any promo or anything but still it was it's a really good fucking show and you know this one woman was saying he he at the guy asked this woman what does she like in a man and she was like i like him to be intelligent i want him for him to be kind i want for him to open doors for me like just you know just spilling out random shit and it was and he was like yeah so the basics mm-hmm. and i was like damn mhm because oh, yeah. it's just it's just what you're saying these are these are actually the basics the the like the literal the bare minimum. bare minimum and so i i was thinking about that a lot because as someone who is currently single and maybe or maybe not interested in the dating scene at present mm-hmm. it's just something that i've kind of mulled over cuz i'm like well, given um, what I've experienced in the past with other partners, what is it that I want in a partner moving forward? Right. And it was just like, I can't make my list as like, it's just like a, a list of things that would make this new person the antithesis of like exes before. Like, it's just like, oh, someone who is thoughtful, someone who pays attention to their behavior and what they say and um you know is mindful of th- that in a way in which they aren't you know like constantly fucking up and hurting my feelings or things like that you know i'm just like it, it can't be that it's got to be more than that but i mean this is like new territory because when was the last time you really thought about oh what do i want in a guy and it's been anything beyond i don't want him to cheat and i don't want him to lie <laughs> and i i want somebody who is nice like Dear Lord, that is that is sad. Yeah. Well, a list is really just like trial and error. Because sometimes you think you want something, and then when you get it, you don't want it. Oh. Okay. Like, like, so for you to really sit up there and play with your list is basically you kind of learning yourself. So mm-hmm. as you're, so also like as you're dating. That's how you can develop your standards. Basically. Sure. I mean, and I I get that. Like, this is definitely a learning process, right? So as you interact with new people, you start to develop your, you know, standards as to what you are here for, what you're not here for, that kind of stuff. So, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree with the fact that it's definitely a trial and error kind of thing. But I'm also but thinking about be like that if you're going into a relationship, what you're here for, what you're not here for, if you're making a list. If you're going into a relationship, you gotta be here for everything. See, now that's where the whole this this is this is why this topic actually has come up. Because mm-hmm. it's this idea of going in kind of like just taking someone as they a piece are. Of them? No, taking as taking them as they are. Yeah, like taking people as they are, taking it one step at a time. There is some truth to that. That that's an important 
piece of going into a new relationship is being able to not go in with this kind of predisposed idea of of what every like everything that should happen and whatnot like it shouldn't be meticulously planned out in a way in which if it doesn't go according to plan then all of a sudden you just toss this person in the trash you know like people are flawed that's That's true. true That is true, but people don't recognize that when they're thinking about the aspect of their own relationship. I mean, so so I mean, like to the to to finish the the the, the thought, it's it's just so I I get the idea of just kind of going in like in that kind of way, but also when the person isn't necessarily the most dusty, dirty, bummy, whack-ass nigga in the world and whatnot, when the when it's just not the most blatant kind of things in which it'd be obvious to just like dust your hands of them and walk away and whatnot what 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 could you could you have maybe said you know what these sorts of things i'm not into i'm not going to deal with this like i've already dealt with this kind of stuff i'm not going to deal with it again like that that's where the list of standards kind of thing comes from because yeah like the question is like where where are we in terms of our standards today in dating okay so like i mean why don't you go ahead why in fact let let our guests go ahead yes if you could because we've talked about our our list or we haven't we haven't made our list but let's let's start with the list if you could um yeah make the list of what you're into like or, or a prospective partner What's your kind of like your standards for a a prospective partner? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm a. I feel like I'm a. I'm a different species of character. I look for different things. I need for somebody to be like not just in touch with themselves as an individual, but like also in touch with nature as well, because like that's stuff that I like to do. Okay. Uh, uh, I'm a single parent so I also need somebody that's going to be into of course like children or interacting with children or nurturing as a parent of course mm-hmm. and that's going to be open minded to taking that role on or that aspect or characteristic on but as far as like just like if it was just like me just like genuinely dating women just like all out dating women it's usually just like what do you, you mean all to, out what do you mean all out dating women first just like cause like that's just like making your list that's how you just like you just testing the waters when you're dating. You just you just dating. Like okay. people put dating on different standards. And and for me, just like this is so so in terms of dating, you mean like something that can go friendship or can go full blown relationship? Because it sounds like casual okay. dating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's casual dating. Okay. A lot of casual dating. Okay, go for it. So you need to be able to hold an intellectual conversation. Not just be an intellectual. Uh, you need to be a people person. I don't like people that are like standoffish because I interact with a lot of people all the time. And I'm a people person. I like to interact with people. Uh, you need to be outgoing and spontaneous. And uh, and just not closed-minded, basically. Down to earth and humble. And those are like the characteristics I look for. Those are basically it. And I think that's simple. Okay. So I wanted... Like you, you touched on two um, standards or two things on your list prior to which 
kind of goes back to what I was originally thinking when this kind of stuff first came up to mm-hmm. me. Um, where you're like somebody who's in touch with nature, someone who is into the idea of being a parent because you um, have a child and whoever interacts with you, you would hope to be able to like have the capacity to interact with your child, would show love and be kind and all those wonderful things. Mm -hmm. And so I was thinking like, those are like, um, I I don't want to say like, like, well, I guess I can say like it's like those are the more like abstract kind of things, like really super specific and narrow kind of things that you can, I guess, almost like you can think about those things as a, on your standard list because maybe the expectation is that a lot of the other standard things that you expect out of a human being, like a lot of women come with those things standard built in. So you don't have to worry about just thinking about, Oh, is she going to be kind, loving, nurturing, like just generally speaking, you know, I can think about. You must have been dated a lot You haven't dated a lot of women then. I haven't dated women at all. So. So, so, so that means you can't, you can't say that because you're just thinking about, yourself and the women that you interact with are the women that are in your circle. Oh well no I'm not I'm 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 making a a general broad statement. Yes. I am making a general broad statement based on my own experiences, yes, of course. But I'm also acutely aware that there are women who are not naturally that way or not even naturally. I hate to think that that's kind of innate. But, you know, maybe there are women who are more callous, cruel, not as thoughtful about people's feelings. Of course they exist. I'm just speaking more generally around as like a societal kind of thing of what we have indoctrinated women to be, excuse me, you know, kind of around this whole nurturer, loving, caring, always mindful of people's feelings kind of thing. That more broad generalization, not just based on my experiences, but also thinking of it as a more global kind of thing based on our culture. Yeah. So, of course, yeah, and of course there's women who are assholes. Yeah. Like, once born every day. Got men who are assholes as well. Exactly. And so I'm like when I say stuff about guys have being able to think about things more narrowly on their list because women are um kind of just more what what am I trying to say? Like the way in which women are kind of brought up into these particular traits and whatnot. You got society that plays such a big role in the way women respond or the way they think things should go or things should be. Exactly. So like and it's unfortunate but true, but that just comes from a lack of, of unity in, in, in our community as African Americans, though. So, like, it just goes deep and it depends on how you look at it. Can you elaborate? So, in the African American community, in our society this day, a woman is basically mentally brainwashed with how Socialized. neglectful or untrustworthy or unloyal an African-American male can be. And it's not just even in the household. Would you say brainwashed? Brainwashed. So just think about what you see on on media just coming up just in your lifetime. Uh, How often do you see uh, white, Indian, or Latino crime publicized on media? 
not that often. Well, Latino how, a little bit more, but but how often do you see African American? All the time. And it's always not, it's not always it's not it's not it's never always it's never about women. It's more it's always a majority about African American men. So you get this stigma in your mind unconsciously about African American men. And it's not just only on the media, it's in social media, it's on the news, it's on the internet, it's in newspapers. So you unconsciously get this stigma about African-American men. And it's so true to where African-American men look at other African-American men with this stigma, regardless. Like, it's just it's just basically implanted in their brains now. Okay. So you also got the society where the government is also going to basically support this African-American female if she gets this African-American man out of the house. Okay. So... And it just continuously goes on. It's a cycle. So, so, so from that, what are you saying about how black women date black men? Black women always date black men with their guard up. Hmm. I would say that. I would disagree. Anything, I am definitely dating with my guard up because experience has taught me to date with my guard up Absolutely. rather than someone is ex- has brainwashed me necessarily me socialized me into let me ask you this yeah story. what is your what is your actual standard or your actual outlook of your ideal black man and not just one that you're dating but just like you say in general one that you interact with like like what's your idea like your your friend your male friend right now that you're not dating that you're not interested in dating mm-hmm. like what are his what what is he um, he's very kind, um, and very thoughtful. I think that he's also, um, he also does not necessarily align himself with a lot of things maybe that a lot of guys kind of do. Like he's not your typical guy, I guess you could kind of say. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm thinking of one guy friend in particular, but, um, like as far as things, uh, let me try to think of something. Like I would, I can talk about feminism things with him and feel really comfortable about him being able to he- really hear me and understand what I'm saying and not counter my comments or thoughts on things with some kind of like stereotypical patriarchal bullshit. Or whatever, and kind of, kind of, you know, try and make me pipe down or anything about this. Oh, that's not that big of a deal, or oh, y'all just this, that, and the third. Yeah, he, he really is like a really good listener. And when I say kind and thoughtful, I mean that beyond just even like this general sense. Like he just emits this genuineness of I'm a really good person. And when I, when you, like, you can trust me and just really, really trust that I am going to be careful with your feelings, careful with your thoughts. I will protect you in every sense of the word. Like, he's, he's good. Yeah, that's somebody that's (laughs) conscious and aware of a lot of things, though. Yeah. So that, I mean, but that's, that's, if I think of black men that I would keep around in my circle, they're typically black men who are like like that. And I guess from a kind of like sociopolitical kind of standpoint, they're more on the liberal end of things. They're, um, they can identify as feminists themselves. And they are, um, 
definitely not kind of like in the whole tap circle, if you will. Like mm-hmm. that that's that's something that I usually try to keep out of my space. But um yeah, no, so like as far as dating is concerned, I would I would definitely look for people who kind of have those kinds of things going on. Those are that good qualities and characteristics, though. Our society don't build those qualities and characteristics. That's something that's been instilled from him from home. Sure, but like, of course, like there's this more idiosyncratic kind of thing to it, where it's like this is how you were raised, and then also, but also beyond the home, because it's not just home that raises you. You interact with so many people. people throughout your life. That's true that it's impossible that you are only going to be influenced by your um, nuclear family or the people within your household. I mean, so much of who I am and the character that I have become is based on uh, my interactions with people at school. Like, I don't, none of my people play soccer or into theater like that. That's, I learned all that going to school in Metairie. And whatnot. And so the goofy kind of outgoing side of me that was into being on stage and whatnot was more so cultivated in the school space versus at home, even though, yeah, a little bit of it also came from the fact that my father is a musician and a performer. So bits and pieces, they all come from all different angles. So as far as guys are concerned, um, we can't just hope that their mom and dad raised them right because I'm sure a lot of them are raised right but then they also yeah. hang with their niggas and some of like they the what's what's the cool thing to do sometimes is not to be the most chivalrous person or I mean there is uh coolness has been attached to be like you know sexual prowess and how many women you can date or sleep with and all like that we we can't ignore those different things so every guy is gonna go through that stage in his life see oh boom all right so we talked about <laughs> it like, and like we it could not be a bragging or boasting thing it could just be a thing he keeps to himself and to you he could still look like the most humble guy in the world like like they have guys that go about it differently every guy is not gonna sit up there and say hey i've bang this many women but every guy has went through that stage in his life to where he knew he was just out there just to be out there like had no reason to be out there but just out there just to be out there for no reason but he's not like every guy's not gonna be like with his and like his homies may not even know about it his best friend may not even know about it they got some guys that would never even say what they've done and how they've done it like mm. And I mean, all right, so kind of like even if you you thinking like just like you said about your best friend that you're not interested in, he probably went through that stage as well. Like, I'm gonna have to ask him. I'm gonna have to see if he went through that. Please he, ask him. I'm I, like, I, I want to know. Calling because... my friend on the phone is right. Like, like um, listen, uh, Dimitri, what sir? tell me about when you was in college and you wasn't saying shit to me, but you was cutting up in the back, cutting up. I mean, because if he did, then that is just a part of that seems like par for the course. Whoa, okay. (laughs) Hold your horses. (laughs) Hold your horses. I want want to touch on your uh, other point, though, about it being something that guys are just going to go through. Um, 
There is, um, we talked about this, about guys being granted essentially this this grace period in no, which. And, and, and I'm not saying that though. So so wait, but let me let me so finish like, it. Let me finish okay. it though. So it's it's like it's it's this kind of period in, in their life and in, in their early to late adolescence, well into their twenties and sometimes into their thirties, in which guys are just kind of like there's this this freedom, if you will, to live life to the fullest, whatever that means for you. And sometimes that means being very callous and careless with your dating choices so you're talking about a a social a social acceptance fostered by society yeah like i keep telling society by patriarchy basically yeah you're talking about okay definitely patriarchy definitely but that's 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 basically the gist of it is that guys are are kind of granted a what i like to call a fuckboy phase in which they exhibit behaviors that are typically kind of just it's it's an immaturity it's frustrating a lot of times to the people that um you know they may present as like they're trying to present as being this really sincere person but in the back of their mind they're just like well i mean eventually like cheating is probably just going to happen at some point so if it happens it's just like, yeah, I mean, hey, I, you know, I'm growing up. I'm still trying to get to the better me kind of shit. You know, like that kind of stuff. It's 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 a lot of grace that's granted for shitty behavior because the expectation is that guys are going to go through that phase until they hit their aha moment and want to be the better person for the young lady that they will eventually marry or and have kids with or whatever the case may be who they want to settle down with once they're done sowing their wild oats right and we've talked about this as well we've talked about how women aren't necessarily accepted in that light as well also we are thought about more of as hoes um basically hoes that's just it that's what we get thought of as when we want to be sexually free um but like we are. I just, I disagree. We I are disagree. thought of as hoes in society. A, that's why I keep telling you. Yes. Society has such a big influence. We are, it. and that's why. That's why but last in the, week. Listen, listen. In the, in the, and like y'all, because y'all keep on saying. Okay, but wait, y'all but wait, but wait, but wait, but wait, but wait. But wait. That's why last week we talked about if you want to be sexually free, to not be in a relationship and not be clear with your significant other that that's what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Period. Like, that's, that's just a black-ass bottom line. Don't be in a relationship if you and know that's the that issue you want to party with your dick all over the place. And the same thing with, with your vagina. But, you know, that's... But some guys, just for whatever reason, um, still pursue relationships knowing good and well that they... Chase, still chase and tail. They still got it in their system. That is the issue right there. <sighs> what is this look? What do you there is what? a there is a deep sigh in the room. There's an <laughs> 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 like what is happening? Because for y'all to sit up there and say standards or what you would expect of the average Joe blow you a meat on the street, and then to turn around and say like. Okay, 
these guys have this grace period in life where women are looked upon as hoes, those are just all like society mental traps. You see what I'm saying? Like, like for me, it's like, of course, if I, as a human being, have this urge as growing up and developing as a human, of course, this other human being is going to have this urge as well. It's a learning experience. Like, it's something that you're supposed to go through. Like, and like, and for me, it was different. Like, I keep telling people different. The, the, thing, the thing my mom told me was, love as many times as you can love. Hmm. And I was like, damn, that sounds crazy. But then as I got older, it made a lot of sense. And believe me, I love a lot of people. But at the same time, it, it taught me a lot about myself. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a difference, though, in being like, you know, dating casually and all. Like, it's it's not the, the matter of getting out there and getting on the scene and doing your thing. It's the immature kind of things that come with it. And the because, I mean, you could be very adult about dating casually and having casual sex and all those sorts of things that's very true and for whatever reason a lot of people go through a very just kind of careless phase in which they they are not handling these things maturely like um and they carry that shit on well into adulthood yeah you know like it's 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 this this kind of thing where it's just kind of like um when the way in which girls are socialized to date, we're not socialized to date in that same way. And so we go into relationships with guys who are on a totally different mental path. Like, I don't know what you like you want to call it. Like they, they're on something different than what we're on. And unfortunately, while we're out here trying to give, you know, 110 into a relationship that we think that it's worth investing in, Guys are, you know, you're still going through your growth phase and essentially wasting someone's time when you could very well just be like, there's the maturity thing where it's like, I am going to go ahead and let you know that I am actually not interested in a relationship. I'm not sure why I'm here. You can do it nicely, of course. But I mean, save both of y'all the stress the distress you know like all of that you don't have to even go through all that if you just are forthcoming and say i am in my like fuckboy phase and that's what i to say about an individual who doesn't know themselves so that go that brings us right back to our standards standard number one does this man know himself and can he tell me the honest truth about where he is in his life and if he wants to be in a relationship. But hold on, like, don't sit up there and, and, and like, so, like, for me, uh, one of my, like, one of my favorite things to say is if you make your bed, you lay in it. Like, so don't sit up there and sit up there and just be like, oh, this guy misled me. Uh, I didn't see any warning signs. Uh, I didn't analyze. If you got in there and got overwhelmed with whatever attraction or whatever had you emotion, not, emotion no. whatever had you not paying attention to what you knew you were supposed to be paying attention to and you still neglected to do that don't just sit up there and say this guy is the only one still growing like and that's what I that's what I, I've learned about a lot of women like it's not just the guy that's growing 
it's it's the other individual that's still growing as well, thinking that they they know what they want, or thinking that this guy is the perfect guy for them. And then when they actually get with this guy or they move in with this guy, it's like, holy shit, this is not the person that I thought he was. Well, well, what have you been doing your due diligence? Have you been doing your homework? Like, have you just been, uh, or you have you just been so overwhelmed in in la la honeymoon stage to where you just feel like, oh, it's gonna all be good, it's gonna all be all right. Uh, he's taking care of this, he's taking care of that. He met this on my list, he met that on my list, and you sit up there and throw what's like basically significant and gonna be most important in the long run and longevity out the window. So and, I. Oh, it could be worked on down the line. So it's the difference between actually having standards and actually being able to enforce them for yourself. See, and I mean, like I can, I can speak to this because what you said um, was very meaningful. You kind of read me there. I feel attacked. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was sitting over here like, I'm sure Brisha is triggering but, 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 but you're right about the growth part because that is a that is a part of growing and understanding yourself is when you start to shape your standards and standards was you learning yourself. Sure. Mm -hmm. And so, but I also think that there's this other kind of aspect to that of, as to why so many people do kind of, I guess maybe stick around or try to work with somebody because another part of being socialized, again, going back to that nurturing thing, is that the whole idea of boys will be boys, men will be men. That's like, society. I, That's not it true. is. That's society. Well, I mean, That's but... society's aspect of basically women to settle for men's characteristics or lack of discipline and just think it's going to be all right. And because of society, we, we subscribe to that. Like, Y'all do. Y'all settle for that. Y'all, but y'all but it's, it goes both ways, though. So guys also are feeling guys as though do the that exact same it's thing. the same thing. But, I mean, we can't just, I, I don't want to say, like, oh, but this is just a society kind of. Your, what's wrong with making that one of your standards, saying I won't settle? Well, so here's the thing. This is what I was getting to about the whole socializing thing, which I want to make it a very kind of like I want to make a point here that because we we've both um, Duffy and I have been in this this class remember social psychology and whatnot so everything like even though it's like oh yes this is just some societal thing that society made up blah 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 just because it's something that's just you know been made up or whatever that's is no concrete sort of thing does not take away from the influence that it has it's very much so a real thing it is a real because social is reality it informs everything that we do so it's there we can't necessarily look at it like on this kind of if you think about like Brenner and whatnot which okay i'm gonna step outside of the psychology thing come back to Okay, but you know, like, Come like on, it's, we cannot, we cannot think of Come it. Come on, just, levels. I'm just there's levels, there's levels to this. So of course we are considering in our own little individual bubbles, in our like more small social circles. But like the broader scheme of things, all of those things matter because they always have some sort of influence, whether you believe that they're influencing you or not. So that's something that we just cannot negate. But back to my, my other thing too about standards yes you're correct you are growing too when you are starting to form your standards as you are experiencing these different things that you do not like so yes it, it, there is some part of it where it's like okay well they showed you this side of them well, what what's you know like you realize you don't like that now what are you going to do about it 
but there's also again kind of the socialization with women being nurturers and all that kind of stuff and the whole idea of guys being guys that you stick through it with people the whole idea of ride or die is not just some foreign little thing that you know like it's just something we joke about there are real life experiences in which people have like I called it like love as like endurance like how much can you deal with somebody and and just like how much can you put up with until they find the light and whatnot and then there's you know there's your pot of gold at the end of the rainbow like you've been through with them and and a lot of guys will attest this like man she was with me when I was doing this that and the third she's a real one like it's it's almost like a badge of honor to put up with so much stuff and a lot of women so much how do you how how can listen and this is just me as a man or as an individual how can you as a man feel good about even saying that about this woman that you call your queen that you've neglected so much in the past until the light came on in your head ask them niggas (laughs) (laughs) don't ask us ask your brethren because Oh my gosh, I can't. I'm trying to remember what video I was watching, but it was some guy that was at, I don't know if they were at the baby shower or whatever, but he was, he was literally giving this speech about how she has, she has been through him, been with him through hell and back. And he respects her so much because she was with him during his, I'm like, I'm saying fuck boy face. He didn't say that, but he, she was with him during all of that. And she stayed and she kind of molded him and helped him grow and blah, blah, blah. And I think Duffy can attest to this. I can attest to this where you're like with a guy. And at some point, you know, like they, you know, they've, they brought you through a lot of stuff or whatever. And the expectation is that if you ride with me through this, and whatnot as I'm growing and stuff then that's a, right that's a test of your love like my um my last experience and whatnot like the nigga basically said that felt like you know I just like a, a, abandoned him in a sense you know like it's just like at some point this is not my fight to fight right like and it was just it was a sense of oh well you don't love me that much. Are you, are you're, you know, like it's questioned then at that point when you have finally reached your breaking point and no. stuff. And it's like, well, why is, why is that? Be- and the thing is because you were, you weren't supposed to get tired or no, you weren't supposed to get so tired. Like my beliefs and my morals and my principles come from home. Sure. Sure. So, but that's, that's you. And that's, that's just your me. Like, like, you're right. right. Like, that's just me. Like, I can't, that's why I'm just saying I, I can't speak for everybody. Right. I know I'm not the individual to speak for everybody because for me, every relationship that I've ever been in has been a genuine relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, like I've, I've never just dated somebody just to date them because I felt like dating because I, I felt the need to be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. So, like, and like when y'all say, oh, the guy told me or he made me feel as if if I didn't hold him down during this period, I didn't love him. For me, for you to genuinely love me, you have to genuinely love yourself. And if I'm neglecting you and you allow me to neglect you, I know for a fact you do not love yourself. That's that's just me. And that's a mental aspect. Like, you got to understand what this individual is mentally. And that takes a lot. It takes a lot of time and energy. That's why I be trying to tell people, like, when you're in a relationship, you have to understand the time and energy you're going to actually put into a relationship. 
Well, I'm glad that you are so enlightened, and I hope that you share this knowledge with we, your we um, a, a circle. Well, see, because that's the problem is that there's Society a whole bunch won't let of you circles. Start a circle. Well, no, I don't. I don't see. I don't agree with that either. Because I mean, no, I will. You're right. There will be certain individuals that agree with you, but people that's going to actually change their characteristics and mannerisms behavior. and actually apply it to them, to themselves, behavior, and to their life. Really. Is that's that doesn't happen. It it, it does happen if and it does happen. It does happen. Point, like that's just like us saying when a man decides that he's gonna change his fuckboy ways. Some men come to a realization, you know what I'm doing is not for well, not even a realization. They just come to a period where they don't they're they're not gonna be selfish anymore. Right. And so and I mean and that point comes for earlier, different people. What we're saying. Right. Some for some people it happens when it's the situation in which the the one that got away, um, and now they're trying to shape up in order to win that person back, or they have to, you know, try and move on and kind of move on to whomever else can be, I guess, the second best option or something because, you know, they can't have that person now, so now they're going to go with another person and they're going to try and do everything right because they don't want to suffer a loss like that again. Like it, right. everybody has their, you know, realization that's, moment and whatnot. That's like and it, a settling aspect. That's when you start settling again. It it is, but that's that's that person's fault and fucking for it. I mean, you know, like it, it it happens in different ways, but it does happen. I don't want to make this conversation sound, or I don't want to be as though like we are characterizing, because uh, we do have some generalizations, general generalizations that are rooted in a lot of truth. However, I don't want it to seem as though just because we're speaking about this negative thing or these negative aspects of a certain thing that there is no room for growth change development society's like mm-hmm. outlook on things changes constantly we're n- never going to be just the same as we were the day before because well, that's everybody always envious of those relationships that last 30 40 and 50 plus years because those individuals are already aware that there's going to be growth and change not only in what's around them but themselves as individuals sure and so i mean i think to kind of wrap all of this back up together i think that because we've 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 bounced all over the board i i we were all (laughs) over the place but this was was an episode of sidebar this yeah (laughs) no like i mean gosh help us lord but they were (laughs) they were all great though i've been joked out Oh, Lord. But honestly, I think that we are all in a space in which we can continue to grow. However, as we look at the more general ideas around dating, in what ways can we improve? I'll start by saying I think that we should have a long, hard look at our standards and consider are our standards solely based on our needs and wants or are they more rooted in what we think we should want or need to do or whatever the case may be in my own experience I definitely realized that my standards of a relationship was based on what I thought a relationship was supposed to be and for like a really long time 
I allowed a lot of the good to overshadow the fact that this person was like draining me to the point where I was officially just almost just out of it, crying all the time, depressed, you know, like I had to reevaluate that and say, well, what does Brie need at the end of the day? What's going to meet her needs so that she can be the most giving, loving partner and, you know, like it could be a reciprocal thing. So that I, that's my thing. I, I co-sign that when you have this list of things that you wanted to check off and you check those things off, it's very easy to ignore your pain because you're like, well, I should be happy. Right. But then you're not. Exactly. Like, it's like, oh, he's not hitting me or, oh, he's not blatantly cheating on me or, oh, he's not doing this, that, and the third or whatever the case may be. But he doesn't give a fuck about what he... Yeah, like, he doesn't give a fuck about what he says and how that makes me feel or whatever. Like, that kind of stuff. Like always make their standards on what they want. Like well, people make I that, that, that's the point. Want. That's the point that we're making. Like you yeah, really need to like, look at that because if you're not thinking what about you what you need, need, then you're setting yourself up for right. failure. What you need not and what yourself, you want, because you, you can have your wants in there. That you ta- like you think, oh, this guy's just tagging me along because he's going through this growing phase, but you've chosen him. You've agreed to chose other. What people feel. That's the, that's the main thing. That's the main aspect in a relationship see, yes. is that you choose each other. Like y'all don't have to be together. Of course, you like, don't have a, to be together. People, I, but I think a lot of people fail to realize that sometimes once they say, "Hey, we're boyfriend and girlfriend, uh, we're gonna be engaged, or so we're gonna be married," they fail to realize that hey, you don't have to be together. Yeah, of course this not. This is a choice you've made, and this is if if you genuinely want to work towards this choice that you've made, you're gonna work towards it. Instead of having an argument, you're gonna think about a discussion that mm-hmm. you can have with your significant other. You're not gonna be like, "Hey, hey, hey, you did this wrong, and they made me feel like this." You're gonna genuinely think about a discussion you can have. Sure. And so there mm-hmm. was definitely times in which I've had very long and thoughtful dialogues. You know, like it it happened. It definitely yeah. it, it was it was rooted in a like a, it was coming from a place in which I was starting to really realize what I needed and what I could not stand for anymore and so from that came a lot of really open and honest and sometimes painful conversations about what was going on so we but was that person that you were having that conversation were, were they mentally there you would think so and the crazy mm-hmm. thing is there was a lot of times in which they had really brilliant moments of clarity. Like I will I still have receipts of this in which there were times in which they were like, you know, oh, I uh, realized that I was this, that, and a third, and I apologize and I realize how I have hurt you and I am sorry for that and I will do better. Like, and it wasn't coming from a disingenuous place because that's not the kind of person he he is or was I don't know what he is now but like it it was definitely coming from something where it was like okay I I get it because there were times in which it did manifest in changed behavior however it wasn't fully like the it, it, it didn't come full circle it was like good 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 revert <laughs> you know <okay>? like <laughs> reverse. So, <laughs> reverse reverse so so 
you know, like it was definitely not so simplistic in that it was like, oh, this person is obviously just a terrible person and I'm not seeing it and I'm trying to talk to a wall. It happened where I wasn't, I was having a really good conversation. We had good conversations, but it, it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. And I actually, it was, it was my decision to break off that relationship because I saw that things were, were never going to quite get better. Like the, the growing pains he had to deal with on his own or try to find himself. And I was hoping that he would so that we could try again, but he chose not to. So, I mean, like, hey, you know, the, it, I think if we, I don't want to simplify it too much. There's no need to simplify because if you simplify, that means you're settling. Well, no, I mean, like, I don't want to simplify the idea that all of these relationships are so kind of black and white as yeah. this is this kind of person. that Because there's a lot of people with just so many different layers. That's true. And the reason a lot of relationships last as long as they do when they aren't meant to work out is that you are steadily peeling back all of these layers and some things make sense and some things don't make sense. And it isn't until you've gotten to the root of it all and you really understand that person that you realize, okay, well, all right, I think this isn't going to work. Because sometimes it's sometimes it's cut and dry. It is. Sometimes a person is just blatantly just, no. But then other times they're, it's, they're just not that simple. So, mm-hmm. I mean, my, my, I said my piece on as far as like standards and coming up. And That's right. We've been talking for almost an hour, so why don't we go ahead and wrap up and... Sure. Um, so just, just to yeah. wrap up, you basically said that you that people need to make sure that their standards consist of not just what they want, but what they need. I would just add to that and say that people need to make sure that their behavior is in alignment with their standards. Because you can't say that you want a certain number of things, but then, you know, accept certain people into your life or act in a way that wouldn't get you what you want. Oh, that is a good point. Yeah, I won't I won't go into it. I won't elaborate, but that's where I can leave off. I agree. I agree. Let your let your behavior reflect what it is that you're trying to bring into your life. And so if you are safe, for example, a guy who was just kind of like, I want someone to love me, but you push people away with your behavior, then you're not going to get the love that you desire if you keep acting that way. And the same thing for women. So, no, I, I totally agree. And, um, see, do you have any last points that you would like to add? Uh, yeah, I could just say, uh, don't settle. Just don't settle. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Well, I think, I don't know, um, we normally have a, a social media segment after this, but I think that this was such a rich conversation it that really was. we can probably just wrap it up here. So um, next next month, uh, we, we've got some thinking to do about our topic because <laughs> I think we have exhausted everything relationship related. We are going to send out a survey monkey. We want to know what you want to hear. Right. So, so, so yeah. find the link. We'll have a link on our social media pages and please respond. Cool beans. So, all right. Well, I think that we have just enough 
And I'm going to go and find some food because um, I'm hungry. All right. All right. Bye, y'all. We Josen. We Josen.